What It Looks Like, the podcast is hosted by two high school students to give a platform for other students from all walks of life to share their lessons from failure, hilarious stories, and give their opinions on the topics of today. Hello everyone, I'm your host Christopher and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back to the It's Not What It Looks Like podcast. I'm your host, Christopher, and today I have my co-host, Celia, with me. I'm going to do a little intro for her in a minute, and I'm also going to introduce uh, introduce one of our guests, Jordan. They're amazing. Uh, so let's start off with Celia. Um, Celia, duh, high school junior, favorite person ever. Um, <laughs> obviously, she's a performing arts person. You can tell once you start listening to this podcast. Um, and she also loves political science and chemistry and chemical engineering. She's a badass and she can speak for herself. Oh, thank you. I love that. I love the introduction. And I also want to introduce <laughs> Jordan. Uh, they are a 16-year-old and they're a rising senior graphic designer and creative artist and a civil rights activist. We're all badass. I do want to give a heads up, though, that Jordan does go by they, them pronouns. So we obviously will be mindful of that. It's not really a big deal. Um, for those of you who are like, hey, they that pronouns, get over it. We all <laughs> yeah, we all um, have I pronouns, al- guys. I also want to do, uh, oh, I also want to give a heads up for um, some people that this episode does come with a trigger warning. We're going to be talking about mental health. Um, so please be mindful of that. I'm going to pass it off to Celia, though, because every time we have a new guest, um, we like to do lightning round questions where, you know, we kind of, uh, we ask them, you know, this or that question, um, and they have to answer it as quickly as possible, and then they can explain the answer uh, if <laughs> they want to. So I'm going to hand it off to Celia to do the lightning round questions with Jordan. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. We are going to do the lightning round welcome questions. We have our beautiful guest, Jordan, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. Yes. <laughs> and I will be asking you just like a simple, like, you know, this or that so sweet or salty um absolutely sweet i am obsessed with candy and cupcakes and all that (laughs) oh my god same like literally it's just like amazing okay um ocean or forest um i am a little fun fact here i'm born in georgia or in florida and i basically live by the ocean florida is made of ocean so i have to say Mm. ocean (laughs) wow i i i actually didn't know that thank you thank you (laughs) okay hot or cold weather i cannot stress this enough again i am a florida baby so hot weather all the way sorry (laughs) i can't even i can't even stand (laughs) hot weather I know that is so controversial because everybody <laughs> that I've asked that says cold weather 100%, but bring on the heat. I want to sweat. Oh my God, geez. I can't, I just can't relate <laughs> to any of you guys. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> science or math? Explain why. Um. Okay. Anybody who knows me knows that I, I absolutely hate math with a passion I am taking a math summer class right now, and man, I want to eat it out the window. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go science. Damn! Wow. Why do you hate math? What is going on here? Hey, I, I hate math too. Math. 
Wait, you like math? Math is great. I don't know what you want from me. You know, uh, math, uh, <laughs> math can be frustrating, but Celia, it's going to hit you like a boulder. Wait, you study chemistry. <laughs> oh my god! Don't get me don't get me started on that. Anyway, chemistry. Yes. Uh, I swear, chemistry was the bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. Anyway, um. Next question. English or history? Explain why. I absolutely love English. I love writing. I love um, writing short stories, poems, all that jazz. So I'm going to have to say English. <laughs> oh, same, 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 same. Okay, last question. And this is a very, like, so-so, like 50-50. Night, night owl or morning lark? I have to say night owl because you will catch me up at 4 a.m. doing my work. So, oh my God, really that early? Oh. Absolutely. I can't even stay up to like 12. That. I'm an old person. <laughs> I am an old person inside and I start getting ready for bed at 7 p.m. Oh yes. my God. Whoa. <laughs> I cannot. Because I wake up at six in the morning. I don't know what you guys want from me. <laughs> Miss, oh my god! Oh my god! What the? F whoops! Yeah, whoops! Six a.m. Yeah. So actually, uh, I can relate. I wake up at six a.m. every day. Yeah, every <laughs> what? Day, yes. Every time I tell people that I wake up at six a.m., they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! How can you do that?" And you, oh no, it just happens. It's not the best thing in the world. It's really not. Weekends, I wake up at 6 a.m. too because <laughs> body hates me. Oh my God. Oh. So yeah, I can't even stay up till like 12. Like, I'm just like, and then I just wake up early. Like, it's a new day. It's a new me. <laughs> you ever wake up and, well, you ever wake up and you're, you're just angry first jump, like first out of the gate? You know what I mean? Like, you wake up and you're already angry at life. Oh my god. Honestly, me. <laughs> it doesn't happen super, super often. But recently, as we've been ending towards the school year, it's been every day. Oh yeah. I get like angry right. at people in my dream that um like if some if, like a friend of mine did something wrong in my dream, I will get mad at them. <laughs> what? You're just like, oh I got mad at you in my dream. So Yeah, I got mad at you in my dream. <laughs> You did something in my dream, and you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, literally, literally, that's oh me. Uh, I feel bad for the person you're getting angry at. <laughs> that's literally my dad um, every day. <laughs> oh my god! And beautiful topic of anger. Today we're talking about mental health and self care. Mm -hmm. And we invited Jordan for a lot of different reasons because number one, they're awesome. Um, <laughs> Jordan also has their own experience with mental health uh, and also depression and anxiety and also tackling different uh, stereotypes that come with having um, mental health. Uh, you know, I do want to point out, actually, this is a great time to point this out too. We don't really want to say problems or issues because they're not really issues. Yeah. Diseases or things like that. We, you know, personally, I like to use mental health struggles because it is a struggle and it's a battle. Um, you know, it's personal. What do you guys usually use um, for, you know, in replacement of mental health illness? What do you guys use instead? 
I was just about to say, I hate when people say mental illness as if it's just, not. You know what I mean? uh-huh. <laughs> I, it's not. So, yeah, I usually just say mental health problems or mental health issues, something like that. Yeah, I just, just I just make say it more normalized. Health. Yes. Oh, let's get it for Jordan. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I'm going to hand it back over to Sally now. She's going to start, you know, kind of asking Jordan some questions to break down this really big, you know, topic. Jordan is also a student, and right now there is a mental health crisis going on with students because it's not talked about enough, and that's why we're doing this episode today, to start, you know, start that discussion with students um, about their mental health and things like that. Uh, so, Sally, if you want to start breaking breaking this large and (laughs) sometimes not pleasant topic down. Yes. Um, okay. So we are going to do the driving question breakdown, which I'm just going to like, you know, ask Jordan a few questions and see what her, what their opinion is. Sorry. Excuse my pronouns. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but um, my first question is, what do you think our society views on mental health? Please. I can rant about this all day. We <laughs> need it. Come on. Let's go. Because I mean, I hate that everybody, you see, over the years, depression and anxiety and things like, well, specifically those two um, mood disorders are just very, becoming more normalized, which is great. But at the same time, I feel like it's very stigmatized. I feel like a lot of people, including my family, thinks, and the Black community thinks that mental health means that you're weak if you have those sort of issues or struggles and I I hate that it's so stigmatized and I think it's best that we start to normalize it because honestly it's it's so normal to just be sad or angry or have any negative emotion of those sorts and even I want um, I guess even disorders like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or um, DID those disorders are just looked at as very, um, they, people think that you're crazy. And I mm. really, ugh, I hate that with a passion. Just because you're not educated about something doesn't mean that that disorder is just like out of this world, crazy, nonsense, etc. Yeah. So on, exactly. the, mm-hmm. on the one hand, it's like it's getting better, but it's still very stigmatized. And I, ugh, I hate it. Mm, yeah, they like put a label on a certain person of like what what like what they are and like they just choose what how they act or something like that but thank you absolutely i oh my god she um oh ah, they are so right when they talk about when people don't normalize it i mean it's a real big thing and people shouldn't just like brush it off like it's nothing Absolutely. You can say the same thing for racism, too. And that kind of also leads to, like, you know, kind of ignoring problems, like blocking out negative emotions because they're, quote, unquote, not there. Um, You know, and you guys can't see this, but I'm, like, hardcore air-quoting that shit because (laughs) when you have negative emotions and it's very fucking common every day, you can't block it out. So, you know, I guess, you know, you know, like these negative emotions that we feel aren't, you know, something that you can just say, eh, okay, I'm not dealing with it today. That's mm-hmm. not how it mm-hmm. works. And that also leads to problems as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is I true. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. I really just want to, ugh. I, especially, I think that uh, comes a lot from the older generation, but it also does come oh, yeah. from mm-hmm. our generation. But the older generation really is just like, yeah, you got to block that out. I don't know why you're feeling sad. Please go put that somewhere else and be happy. <laughs> so, yeah. Literally. Would you also say, like, um, racism is, like, kind of like that, where they try to push it off as something that's, like, not important? Not my problem. Yeah. Uh, man. Please, when you said not my problem, there was just like a rage inside yeah. me because yeah, I had to say it just to get the convo going. <laughs> Man, I swear there are so many there's so many um I don't wanna be racist, but I am gonna say white people. Um, there's so many white people that I've known in my life that are just like, Oh, I'm not racist, so I'm not part of the problem, so I'm not gonna do anything about it. No, you are the problem. You literally are the problem. No, like literally, um, the mo the most like dangerous people are the people who don't do anything. Because Absolutely. they're aware of the situation that's going on, but they choose not to do it. And to dangerous are the people who are called Karen's. I just want to ask. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And it's they're dangerous now because they're catching bold energy. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that... Oh, I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? No, sorry. I'm just laughing because I love her carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, especially with uh, Karens nowadays, I think that their words are very powerful. More pow- Well, I was going to say more powerful than they realize, but I think they realize how powerful they are because they use <laughs> like, that they, privilege. Like, almost fucking know. It's, it's absolutely they absolutely know what the fuck they're doing yeah um, also kind of leads back you know like again you know weaving in between this conversation of mental health kind of um you know with you you know you have uh sometimes teachers and you know admin members who use language that isn't you know helpful for mental health you know saying oh my god oh, yes you know like manage your stress well thank you for telling me what to do but where's the help <laughs> yeah literally so there's definitely that lack of resources definitely exactly you know so i guess my question to you jordan is you know like when in the context of mental health what were you taught about it in school um and in your educational journey were you not taught anything about it and that's why there's so many problems especially now about it um I definitely think that I um, was not exposed to a lot of mental health resources as a student. Um, me personally, I deal with a lot of mental health issues regarding my uh, situation as a student, such as perfectionism or comparing my academic uh, success to my fellow peers or even my siblings. Um, and I think that, um, especially as a Black student, we have to try three times as hard for society to be uh, to acknowledge us as anything mm-hmm. um, important, I guess, because a lot of times we are labeled as uh, dumb just because of our skin color. So I think considering all of those issues that I've been through as a student, 
has really been ignored by the school system. Uh, I know that a lot of students or AP students like myself has dealt with perfectionism or academic comparison. And I think that stu or schools maybe even encourage that by having that sort of ranking system or that class rank, you gotta be the number one, the valedictorian. Kind of like yeah. friendly rivalry, but again, quotes there because it's not friendly, it's more hopeful than good. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's a comparing. Man. Uh, comparison is just like the absolute downfall because even if yeah. I I think that I take on a lot as a student and because I think I want to be like the best not to quote Pokemon I want to be <laughs> the very best <laughs> no I never wants <laughs> um, yeah just that academic comparison is something and schools as I said, they encourage it, but never want to support students that are feeling uh, neglected or like they're not good enough or that their grades define their intelligence. Oh, and my God. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and on that note of like grades and intelligence, I kind of want to bring in, you know, the tragedy of, kind of our educational system is, you know, the uh, no child left behind system. And oh my god! Push, if you've taken a push, I'm sorry for throwing you back into that trauma. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, that's unit nine for those of you who don't remember. Oh my god! <laughs> so, my, I guess my question to you now is: given you know schools trying air quotes again. Um, and we're not throwing shade at teachers here. We're really just, just talking about the system. I just want to point that out there. I'm um, good to throw shade at teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever um, feels best. In, in, in the educational system design where we have no children left behind, what do you think that really means, especially in the context right now? You know, there's children and you know, kind of technically everybody's being left behind a little bit as, you know, we move higher and higher grades. Um, there's a lot more to learn and there's that educational gap that everybody's experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. So what does that no child left behind bullshit mean for you now? I was about to say it's definitely BS. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of schools have that mentality, but really they're not really focused on which students are behind. They're even um, saying that children like I don't want to say troubled children, but um, I guess students who struggle academically are looked at as um, dumb or like yeah, they, they should be excluded. Mm -hmm. Like they're right. not worthy of their um, of their intelligence. Exactly. So by saying no child left behind, but still enforcing that system that punishes students that are exactly. struggling academically, mm -hmm. academically is just like. <laughs> What are you talking about? You're lying. <laughs> exactly. Literally. Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> so yeah, that's that that's a flat funny. out lie to the nation right there. Yeah. <laughs> you can ask any student, especially right now, or anyone who's coming out of the education system, no child left behind, and they're gonna blow a raspberry right in your face. Yeah, that's that's no way that that is true. <laughs> um, so, moving on to the kind of like the same topic 
here. What do you think that um, causes students' mental health to be like a roller coaster? Um, I guess, again, just that perfectionism and academic comparison. But even those who are taking school casually, I think um, it's the pressure to um, succeed. I was going to say like the pressure to succeed and go to college and be on the academic track when it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, like, especially with standard, standardized, standardized testing, excuse me, like the SAT or the ACT is just making you seem like um, if you don't get a good score, you're never going to go to college and you're automatically going to fail in life. Yeah. And putting that pressure on a student is not okay. And you can definitely succeed without college or without the military and you can find your own little track. Yeah. It's like they put the ideal student, like the perfect student with all A's, like a valedictorian and honor student, a student that's going to like Harvard. Like they put the pressure Mm -hmm. on kids or teenagers to be that ideal student and kids can't really like, they can't do it because either they just, don't want to follow it or like they're they just don't have enough resources to even like be that kind of student because they need help and they're not even they're not even trying to like help students they're just trying to put this idea that they need to be perfect in order for them to succeed in like the real life which I just think it's so like it just makes my blood boil basically (laughs) It, it flips my lid. That's a <laughs> yeah, literally. This kind of reminds me of like one of the and this actually happened last week where someone, um, someone in our Zoom call, uh, G chatted or sorry, well sorry, Zoom chatted my uh the A push teacher at our school, and they were like, uh, what do we do? Because you know, administration three was coming up, um, and you know, everybody was panicking and there was this one kid that was like, oh, um, I don't need to take, like, I'm not taking the AP exam because I don't want to go to college. Um, so what do I, and my APUS teacher clapped back in us and he essentially said that, well, first off, there's no correlation between taking AP classes and passing the exams and going to college. He went to Columbia and he never took an AP class. So he like wow. set that down right on the table right there. Like you don't need to take an AP class or even the exam for that matter mm-hmm. to go to a good college. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, like, like that's honestly, true. I honestly felt like this wave of, ah, oh, thank you. Finally, a teacher said it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's a little bit of a rant. <laughs> that was kind of the point. It was like, finally, a teacher said that you don't need to take the honors and advanced placement classes and like essentially bring yourself to burnout just to stand out essentially mm-hmm. and i think that's that kind of burnout Ugh. yeah oh my god <laughs> oh we're gonna get to that in a moment <laughs> yeah um so i'm gonna ask another question um what are like benefits of coping with like mental health for students out there that need need it like what do you think how like how <laughs> a huge um, question. Yeah, I know, right? 
I, it, it definitely is a huge question I feel on the spot here. <laughs> um, as far as the benefits or even how to, um, well, actually, let me address the how. I think that mental health is definitely different for everybody. Mm-hmm. What works for somebody d- will not work for another person. Because I know that me personally, I hate journaling. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, just journal. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's such a that's such an overrated, like, thing to do. Absolutely. Oh, I love journaling. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> honey. See, we're the clear example here. It's <laughs> a clear example. Like, journaling may work for me, but it's probably not going to work for another person because that's not how the world works. Sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. But, um... Yeah, I think that this depends on you. <clears throat> Try and see what works, see what doesn't work. There is a ton of resources online, not in schools, by the way, um, <laughs> that have like little coping mechanisms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and as far as the benefits, I think that a lot of my life, I kind of didn't, um, I didn't even acknowledge my mental health. And I didn't even think that um, struggling was something to worry about when I was deep, deep, deep in depression. And Mm -hmm. I think that if you just take one moment to see how you feel, how's your body feeling, just checking in with yourself, you can learn more about yourself more than you realize. Um, So yeah. just looking inward and learning more about what makes you tick, what makes you sad, what makes you happy, especially, mm-hmm. was definitely a benefit um, of that. Wow, yeah. such wise, wise. That's oh my god! Thank you, Jordan, <laughs> so much. That's so, that's so wise. <laughs> oh yeah, and um, not to interrupt you, I didn't know if you were gonna uh, talk again, but um, I was gonna say it can also help the people around you because mm-hmm. I know. When I'm in a deep, deep depression, I want to isolate myself. I can even lash out on people that I don't really want to lash out on. So even just taking care of yourself can help other people understand what, um, uh, who you are and what makes you happy or sad and even just improving that relationship with others. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I yeah. love that. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> Jeez. So, so a lot of talk in this episode um but really we love it a big like one of the big lessons that we would like you to take away from listening is you know practicing Mm self-love is to place an importance on your mental health because it's a part of who you are um and i think Mm -hmm. a lot separate mental and physical health but really they're the same thing they you know you're focusing on different parts of your body but the reality is it's still one together and when you improve your mental health, you'll also see an improvement in your physical health as well. And that goes uh, mm-hmm. that goes hand in hand for both. And so really placing the importance on both. Um, with that being said, uh, thank you, Jordan, for having, uh, you know, for being. Thank on- you so much. You are truly amazing. Um, Aww. We love you. We love you. More episodes. Um, but I do want to close out today um, reminding uh, students, uh, and mental health we are reaching the end of the year most of you are most of you guys are probably already in summer and for mm-hmm. being an adult 
teachers who are listening because you are out there. Hi. Yes. Hello there. <laughs> Congratulations I for think, like I know. for like I surviving. I, <laughs> I really want to acknowledge the fact that, and we talked about this in the first episode, that you went through an entire year of something that has never been done. So yeah. congratulations. Um, and for the teachers out there who actually made a difference, for the teachers who gave an honest effort, who put in the work, which is a lot of you, thank you for yeah. being there, supporting students. And that goes uh, for students as well. Thank you for being there, supporting peers and teachers. And mm-hmm. like you, like every single time, um we get close to the end of the year it can get stressful and overwhelming because everything starts piling on um, but i just want you to remember to take a moment moments throughout the day to pause and rest because yes. you cannot run yourself into the ground and then expect to continue walking oh my yeah. god that was so inspiring <laughs> inspiring <laughs> i love that i love that so much and i wanted to give a like a quick um little little just like um not affirmation but just like for those who like are feeling the worst and like they're stuck and they're stressed and I can understand that I I would I've been in that situation and like it's like they're like blocked from something please reach out I mean please like ask for help I mean, it's needed, needed um, in this. And like, I just think that um, a lot of people like to suppress their emotions and rather just like do it, like do like school and like not focus on your mental health. And your mental health is like your first priority. And you should like, you know, as Chris said, take breaks. You can't like just rush it. You got to like, just like, you know, take a break. Because you are worthy. Your mental health is worthy. And you well, are and worthy. And also on that note of taking breaks, take a break and listen to Jordan's podcast. Yes, Jordan. Woo! Oh my God, that was so smooth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and on that note, um, I do... I want to thank Jordan so much for taking the time to be with us and to... Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of It's Not What It Looks Like. I'm your host, Chris, and I am so thankful that you tuned into our episode. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there for you to listen to, but it means a lot that you take the time and listen to what we have to say. That's all for today, and we will see you next time.